Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. So, uh, obviously we're talking about Heart for the House. So I just wanted to sort of talk about a few things about what is Heart for the House. And I want to um, start by saying what it's not. Because I think that it's very easy for us to sort of get caught into uh, a, a certain way of talking about things. And uh, I, I talk about this when, I'm, um, when we talk to the newcomers lunches. And uh, I just want to run it by here. I think Gideon actually mentioned it. He spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. But what the, our house is, is it's not, is not, is a corporation. So we're not a corporation which is run by a CEO, usually a man. <laughs> you know it's true. <laughs> uh, it's also not an orphanage where people are paid to look after the orphans because none of you are orphans, right? What? No, you're not orphans. And you, you, I mean, that was so great about Richard's testimony because increasingly we're understanding we're not orphans, but that we're sons and daughters of the Most High God. But this is a home with a mum and dad, and it's a family, and it's where we live. So when we talk about the house, it's not only the building that we're talking about, but the people and the identity of the mission. And it's not about just the location, although we're so grateful for this. We're really grateful for this. We've been in this building three years uh, come August. And some, somebody talked to us this week about, oh, you're always banging on about the house. Do you know what? We're so grateful for this place. Not because of the building, but because of what it allows us to do. It's not an end in itself, you know, even if we do have nice bathrooms. <laughs> Now, one of the reasons we used to go on about the bathrooms, because when we were at Oakland's, we only had one bathroom and it was really scoty. So it was just like, oh, thank you, Jesus, for a nice bathroom. Uh, so <laughs> anyway. Half of the house is where people who are not yet in a life-giving relationship with their creator living isolated and seeking their purpose, find a place to be their unique selves. Now, last uh, Sunday night, I spoke about being uniquely you. Did you know that you are so unique? Completely unique. And uh, last Sunday night, I talked a little bit about the different measures that they've had to, to identify us, that even identical twins aren't identical. Did you know that? And even anybody who we talk about doppelgangers. Now, where are the Germans? They know what a doppelganger is. Uh, so that's somebody who seems to be exactly the same as the other person. Sometimes they talk about we all have a doppelganger, somebody who is exactly the same as us somewhere roaming on the earth. It's not true. Every eye is unique. Every tongue is unique. The surface of your tongue has a unique pattern. Our thumbs have a unique pattern. Our DNA obviously has a very unique pattern, but we are unique. 
Everything that makes us up is unique. We want you to be your unique selves because as we come into this place, we need everything that you bring and everything that contribute. You know, it's that old saying, be who you are, everybody else is taken. So we want you to come in, find a purpose, find a place in your unique self. Find a place to belong, to become established in community. Be established in identity. And where your contribution matters and you're established in purpose. And we want to value the things that God is doing here in this place. This is a place where people can hear the good news. A place where people who have walked in fear their whole lives are set free. A place where someone who is about to finish their lives gets invited along to hear a message and their lives are completely turned around. It's where people can find the love of Jesus for the first time. A place where peoples whose marriages were completely a mess and had even separated can now testify that their relationship is better than it's ever been. It's a place where the shame of family members' decisions then taken on as their own is lifted and they come into a place where they're full of joy and spread joy everywhere they go. I'm talking about our people. This is our people's stories. It's a place where people who have been rejected by their family, their peers and society can find a place of acceptance, a place of significance. It's a place where people who have been housebound for five years because of allergies are now able to come into a place of community no longer in isolation because they've been healed. It's a place where the poor get to hear the good news. In our country and in other countries. It's a place where scars, both physical and emotional, are healed and disappear completely. It's a place where a shy young boy becomes a strong leader. A place where people are encouraged to be of influence in their place of work or study and are having unbelievable impact. A place where businesses start to prosper and can be of great blessing to others. A place where restoration of relationships happens as forgiveness is allowed to flow. A place where people dare to be who God has made them to be. So I just wanted to share some of the things that we have been doing in this house in this last six months. Uh, every half a year, we meet with the staff. We have a staff day. Uh, beginning of the year, we have a staff treat over at uh, Living Springs. And then halfway through the year, we just have a day. And on that day, we just like to throw up on the, on the whiteboard all the things that we've initiated in that period of time since the last time. And so just to celebrate some of the things that we've done in the last six months, we celebrated our 10th anniversary. Woohoo! 10 years and counting. Where did that 10 years go? Oh my gosh. Uh, I couldn't even tell you how many we've baptised. We haven't been that diligent at keeping records. But I know it's, it's an increasing number which is very exciting. Uh, we've just ran two alphas concurrently. So people have got to hear the good news and have the good news explained to them. 
So that's the first uh, time we've actually been able to do that. Uh, we're on social media, <laughs> quite big, bold and loud, thanks to Alan. <laughs> He's taken over the social media. Uh, we've run a course called Silence Breakers, which is a, a training and equipping for people who want to be able to share their faith out on the street. And that's been an amazing thing uh, led by Janelle. Uh, we've had pastoral care team been facilitated and uh, established, which is, you know, 10 years on. Well, we're really quick to get onto things, aren't we? Ah. <sighs> We've had a Marketplace Kingdom Business Dinner and hosted a pastor's lunch. Uh, the kids program has been developed, expanded groups, and we've got a new room to accommodate the growth. Uh, we've started monthly prayer and worship on Friday nights. Friday night was fantastic, by the way, for those of you who couldn't make it. It was such a powerful night. And uh, it was so great to be in a room full of very passionate people praying. Uh, we've also started a prophetic mentoring. So we're developing a prophetic community. Uh, and we've been working through uh, School of the Prophets by Chris Vallotton. And we'll continue that on as an ongoing thing. Uh, that's been an, an amazing thing to see. Uh, we've had people involved in the satellite band, which has been, has been a first. Uh, that's the, the Easter camp band very proud of them. We started Manaki Tanga, or Mum to Mum, and that's a, a mums group uh, for mums of all ages, actually, to come in on a Tuesday morning. It's been a, a great time where people can meet new people. Uh, and we've started life group leaders training for our life groups uh, and started newcomers lunches. Uh, we've got a number of new staff, I think six new staff on board, which is fantastic. I've uh, been able to change the foyer, uh, we've run a marriage course, uh, youth all-ins. Uh, for the first year ever, we've actually been able to plan out the whole year. So, <laughs> uh, and there's a team taking a youth development band, so developing all our new future worship teams, which is great. Uh, we've instigated the, the kids' sign-in, uh, and there's been lots of outreach and... Lots of other great things. That's just in six months. Yeah. I think that's amazing. And I think that's because you people are amazing. You are absolutely amazing what you're doing. And so many of you are involved in your community in uh, your place of work, and your place of learning, and your homes, and your neighbourhood, and just being Jesus with skin on, because that's what we're called to do. We're called to be Jesus with skin on. And as I wrap up my part, for me, what is the heart for the house? The chief end for me is that every eye will see, every heart will know. There is, there is no name above the name of Jesus. Wow, that's so good, Catherine. There's no name, no name, no name by which people can be saved. No name, come on, no name. 
I know some of you are itching to get this thing into the given in. Just wait, okay? Because we're just kind of offering at the end. We'll have the offering, okay? We've got a building up to it, okay? It's like a, you know, a special kind of... Um, I'm so excited about today, you know? And the reason why I'm so excited about today because I know what's going to happen. I know in the spirit what's happening already because there's something happening um, that is just absolutely powerful. Now... Um, some of you over 40 years old, you may remember this amazing song that Steve Green wrote called The Mission. Now, we're not going to sing it today, but I will read the song to you, the lyrics, and it's going to be on the screen because it's so powerful, and I want you to feel the vibe of, of this thing and be an encouragement to you. This is what it says. There's a call going out. I'll, I'll lose it too, just so you know, because I love the house too much. I love Jesus just too much, and sometimes the emotions get a bit too much. There's a call going out across the land in every nation. A call to those who swear allegiance to the cross of Christ. A call to true humility, to live our life responsibly, to deepen our devotion to the cross at any price. Let us then be sober, moving only in the spirit, as aliens and strangers in a hostile foreign land. The message we're proclaiming is repentance and forgiveness, the offer of salvation to a dying race of men. And here's the big line, to love the Lord our God is the heartbeat of our mission. The spring from which all our service overflows. Across the street and all around the world, the mission is still the same. Proclaim and live the truth in Jesus' name. Look at the second verse, guys. Look at this first line. As a candle is consumed by the passion of the flame. Are you being consumed by Jesus? Come on, is he burning you? Wow, is he kind of like this totally... As the candle is consumed by the passion of the flame, spilling light unsparingly through a darkened room, let us burn to know him deeper. Then our service flaming bright will radiate his passions and blaze with holy light. To love the Lord our God is the heartbeat of our mission, the spring from which our service overflows all across the street and around the world. The mission is still the same, to proclaim and live the truth in Jesus' name. Isn't it an amazing song? <laughs> Who knew the song? Who knows the song? Who remembers the song? Isn't it amazing? Good old Steve Green. Great song. And um, I'm so excited because this is the heart of our mission. The heart of the house, the heart of our mission, the heart of this place is to love God and to love the house, to love the church which Jesus died for. He loved us so much. He loved you and me so much that he died for us. So we love the church. We give our lives to the church in the same way that Jesus did. We're loving our house. You know, in, in Matthew 6, 21, Jesus said, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In the Passion Translation, it says, really beautiful, For your heart will always pursue what, what you value as your treasure. Your heart will always pursue, go after what you actually treasure what you value. So my question to you is, what do you value? What is important to you? What is your treasure? Where is your treasure? You can also say it the other way around. Where your heart is, what you value, that will draw in your treasure. That will draw in finance, your love, your passion, everything about you. I can tell what is important to you by the way you spend your money. If I could look into your account... I would know a little bit about you because I know how you spend your money goes after where your heart is. If you love beautiful cars, you have lots of money going to beautiful cars. Houses, whatever it is. 
Whatever your heart is drawn to, whatever you value, you will put your resource, you will put your love, you will put your focus to that place. <clears throat> the focus of God. What is your focus? My life, there's only one focus in my life, it's Jesus. Yeah, and my wife and my kids and you guys. But my focus is Jesus. My whole life is given up to Jesus. I give him my life. I could do all kinds of different other things, make lots of money, do all kinds of things in the world. I could stay in Holland. I could do all kinds of stuff. But I've chosen to lay my life down for the gospel. And I, I believe every Christian has been called to lay their lives down for the gospel. In whatever way, in whatever form. Together, we follow Jesus. That's why our, our church slogan is passion for God and compassion for people. Loving God and loving people. This is our heart. Our heart is to love people. Our heart is to love God. Our heart is to reach lost people. Our heart is to build up Christians. Our heart is to, to, to train people so they can all, to, to be all they can be. The whole, the whole process from sinner to saint. Sinner to saint in this house. Everything that we do in this house, everything that we're on about is about loving God, and loving people. And don't forget to love yourself. If you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. That's what Jesus in the New Testament, he says, love people in the same way I've loved you. You first have no love of God in your life, pulsating through your life. And you know, because of the love of God, because we have such a great mission, that's why it's not difficult to give. I don't find it difficult. I love this house. I know some people are not coming this morning because they struggle with finance. It always happens every year. I'm amazed how many came this morning. I think it's because we are growing. Because we actually know what we're doing. We're actually knowing that finance is not a dirty word. It's actually a real blessing. Because actually finance, that's, that's the way the world goes around, right? I to say that. You know, that's how things get paid. That's how things go around. You all make money so you can eat, right? This is the way it is. It's really hard to let go of money. But the thing is, though, if we learn what it is, if we learn what it means to be sowers, if we learn the principles, guys, and that's really what I'm all about. I talked to the staff the other day. So listen, I, I'm, I'm excited about this day. Already $31,000 been given by 12 people, which I think is great. The thing is, though, it's not all about the money. I heard somebody yesterday, another church gave half a million dollars, $500,000 the other day. Just, here we go. They sold one of their houses and just gave it to the church. The thing is, though, I love that, and that's great, right? But what I, I'm more interested in and I'm going to talk about tonight again. More interested in is about your heart and how you learn to sow. Because if you learn the principles, then your whole life, we're not just give you a fish. We're just going to give you one time an offering, give you a fish, you know, because no, we learn, we teach you how to learn to fish. That's how it works. And when you learn to fish, you know how to handle the hand, the, the hang, the hang, the hangle, say, handle the hangle. Handle the rod. Marco, you got to help me. Handle the hangle. <clears throat> handle the rod. When you, when you learn how to handle the rod, then, of course, you know how to fish forever. That's why I am so passionate for all of us to know, to know how finance works in the kingdom. Because I want you to be released. I want us all to be released. But I want you to be released. Because if you are released, we are all released. And everybody will be blessed through your life. Everybody. Now, I know you can be selfish if you make lots of money. I get that. But the Holy Spirit or your wife will sort you out. So don't worry about that too much. You know? You don't have to be afraid of that. Why are we so afraid of this kind of stuff? I'd rather go that way and make a mistake than go the other way and have this terrible poverty mentality that Satan has got into the church 
And so everybody says, like, go nowhere. We're going somewhere. We're not going to be, we're not going to go and be submitted to that kind of stupid spirit, which is actually done by demons. I'm going to talk about it. I've got a message about this. Story. It's actually taught by demons. Serious. The whole poverty mentality is taught by demons. People gone away from the normal, it's in the Bible, gone away from the normal way of Christian life, and they've been taught, they, they bought a lie. And we're, we're going to expose the lie. And I know many of you have already exposed the lie. And that's why you, you've been blessed and things are just happening in this. Anyway, it's all good. It's not the message today, but it's all good, right? So, it's so good that we can be part of this thing. So good that we can be sowing in this place. I'm so happy because I love to be generous. I just love to be generous. Because I know how it works. I know how it works. Come on, we've got to make room for revival. You know, there's so many thousands of people that God wants to reach through us. This is just small. Come on. I mean, God's been growing us 20% every year. It's wonderful. But the thing is, though, I'm not happy with this. I mean, I'm very grateful. But come on. It's only 20% in the city are saved. There's 80% still to go, guys. Come on, let's roll up our sleeves. Let's pay money. Let's give ourselves. Let's serve. Let's get, a, let's get into the game. You're not sitting here just to be entertained by me or the band or some balloons. You know? It's not about that. It's about changed lives. Jesus says, I came to seek and save what is lost. Jesus says, go into the world. Go into the world. And make disciples of all nations. And that's what we do. You know, really encouraging. I was talking to, Kathy and I were talking to a new couple. Several new couples are coming to this church now. And the thing is, though, I said, what do you like about this church? And honestly, they were talking about this church. I said, that's amazing. And not to gloat. It's just that we just couldn't believe what they were saying. See, see the thing is, though, I want to go to that church. That's right. The thing is, though, it's like, it's so amazing. I said, what are the things you like about this church? Because sometimes when you're in this church, you don't see those things anymore. It becomes normal. You know, until you go to another church, you think. You know, or whatever, you know, you know what I mean? In the sense of that's different, you know. It's not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying to you it's different. And the thing is, though, so you get so accused. Now, anyway, these guys were saying, what we love about this place is the freedom. We love the freedom. I can't believe you opened the pulpit here in the bottom to actually people have prophetic words, song of the Lord, whatever utterances that you actually do that without pre-asking people. It's just amazing. The freedom that you have in this. We love the love of God. We're so people so happy and so nice to me. We feel so included in everything. Guys, this is the church. This is you and me. We are doing this. Not me. It's you and me. We together make this culture where people who are unchurched, people who are far away from God, people who struggle with God, people have been hurt by the church. And so many, there's more people outside the church who are Christians than inside the church because they're all hurt, offended by somebody, hiding in these little groups, going nowhere, being nice to each other. Well, that's nice. But you go nowhere. You've got a mission to fulfill. Right. You can't just be hiding away. Right. Now, the people who got to hear this are not here today. <laughs> or maybe online. God bless you. I know, you're just checking us out. I'll see you. Don't do it. Don't do it. You are meant to be part of a community. You will be meant to be part of a fivefold ministry. There has to be prophets, apostles, and teachers in your life. If not, you become like this. You become self-referencing. Well, we're amazing, the six of us, aren't we? Yeah, you're very amazing. And then you go nowhere. Your money goes nowhere. Your love goes nowhere. Yeah, to each other. And you become like bigger and bigger and fatter and fatter by yourself. There's a place in Israel called the Red Sea, the Dead Sea. It dies. Because no new life comes into it. We are called to look out. 
Jesus always says, look out, look to the harvest, go. It's always about going and serving and loving people. It's always that kind of stuff. We become introverted. It's really hard for everybody. Amen? Yeah. It's not good. So today, I'm so glad that we're going to be sowing into, into this house, into building this greater facility here to serve people, to train people, to see people coming to Christ in a greater way. And we want to believe for thousands to come. This year we have seen about 66 salvations, which is great. It's a good start. But there's only 66 people. I would like to have like, oh, last week, was, this year we saw, so far we saw 3,000. Now then we're, then we're going somewhere, you know? Like, you know? Guys, I want to lift, help you to lift the game. Lift your vision. Lift your vision because that's what Jesus would do. He loves the whole world. He wants none to perish. He wants all of them to come into salvation. Amen? So God wants to be faithful stewards in his vineyard, faithful stewards in our lives. Beautiful scripture here in Luke 16. It says here, if you have not handled riches, which talks about money, of this world with integrity, why should you be trusted with the eternal treasures of the spiritual world? And Jesus was talking about it. He says, listen, at the bottom of your thing about your life should be finance. If you can't be I can't be trusted with just finance, which you have control over. You can do what, you know, you get finance, you get a hundred bucks, you can do something with it. If you, if, you ha- if you have control over that, but you don't steward it right, how on earth can God then trust you with true riches, which is the riches of salvations, of healings, of all this kind of stuff, right? Let us be faithful at the bottom, which is finance. The problem is, though, it's the hardest thing to do. In many of our lives. But praise God, it's changing in this, in this church. I just want to make sure the new people know what we're standing and what we're doing and stuff. And that some of you who are just kind of like um, still struggling will be helped. <clears throat> you know, it's amazing. When you, when you sow a seed, I, I sowed a seed I've got in my bag. A little seed. This morning I got one seed out from a lemon tree. Now, we, we, we sowed this little lemon tree, a little seed, you know, a while back. And now it's got lemons, like real lemons. We're eating them. The thing is, though, it's amazing when you sow in, in, in natural, you know, you kind of sow an apple tree, little thing, and it becomes an apple, and you sow into a vineyard, you become a vineyard, and all this kind of stuff, right? It's really beautiful. Uh, the thing is, though, what is so amazing about God is when we actually start sowing in the kingdom, it's a different thing. When we start sowing in the kingdom, there is a supernatural acceleration and a supernatural harvest that comes. And it's very, very powerful. I have such a strong sense that when we sow in the natural, which is with money, then we will reap in the spiritual. It's powerful. It's powerful. Everybody say powerful. Powerful. Good. I hope you you believe what you're saying. It's powerful. And we cannot put any value on on what's happening today. The the value that we're going to be sowing into the kingdom, into the church, into what God has enabled in this place and I'm so excited about it because it's supernatural it's eternal we just don't know what happens all the time but when we are faithful then God accelerates and supernaturally makes those seeds grow and things start happening and I love that that's why I love so much once a year we come together and the normal tithes and offerings you know tithes, the normal giving God Jesus has has done in such a way that our normal giving when we get a hundred dollars ten dollars is his by the way, just a little teaching thing for you guys. You're tithing, you're giving of your first fruit. It's called in the Bible. It's Old Testament, New Testament, all the way through. Whether you call it first fruits tithing or whatever you call it, the first part of your salary is God's. Now that money is given to God. That's how Jesus runs his church. That goes to the church and that's how he runs his church. In the same way the government has tax, 
church's tithe. That's the thing that just runs the church. But the thing is, though, you can't use your tithe to sow. Did you know that? Because it's God's. You have no right to sow what is God's, right? I'm just telling you. It's those tithes and offerings. Today, we're talking about offerings. When we start talking into the region of offerings, now you're talking sowing. Now you're talking sowing and reaping. Not your normal giving. That's not sowing and reaping. That's just giving, giving to the church and giving to whatever because God has told you to. Remember? The first part is holy. Give it to me, right? Not yours, right? So now, today, we can, above this, sacrificially, we can start sowing. Some of us sow into the mission of this church, the, the missions program. Above our normal giving, we give. That's sowing. That's sowing and reaping, and that principle starts to operate. Now, I love this scripture. Look at this. I love this. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, 13, it says this. We continue to preach, Paul says, because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believe in God, so I spoke. We know that God who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with us. All of this is for your benefit. And look at this. This will be a main scripture and verse in our church, which it will be. I love this. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. Amen? What a great scripture. Come on. Let's all say it together. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. It's in the Bible. He wants more and more people to be saved. We got this amazing message of God's grace. And he wants us to share the message of God's grace. Amen? And we do it every week, not just here, but also through your work, through your lives, everywhere you go. And I love it. It's our calling. It's what we do. It's why we live. It's why we have heart for the house. Jesus receives more and more glory, more and more praise when we do our job and we serve and we see people come into the kingdom. There's nothing more like it. Not like nothing better. Amen? Yes, now I want to finish with this and then we're going to have the offering. I want to go back to David. Let David inspire us because David was such a, you know, it was a man who loved, you know, that was close to God's heart and the man that God loves and loved and you can see his passion here when he was building the church, the temple, and let's say for us, the church. And let's just be inspired by what he says. Let's the heart of him. I want you to hear his heart. This is what he says in 1 Chronicles 29. And now, because of my devotion to the temple of my God, I am giving all of my private treasures of gold and silver to help in the construction of the temple. This is in addition to the building materials I have already collected for his holy temple. I am donating more than 112 tons of gold. This is a bit out there, isn't it? 262 tons of refined silver. You know how much that's worth, guys? That's like billions and billions. Uh, to refine silver to be used for the overlaying of the walls and for the other gold and silver to be done by the craftsmen. Now then, who will follow my example and give offerings to the Lord today? Isn't it amazing? So here he stands in front of Israel. He says, guys, we're building God's house, we're building his temple. And I'm saying the same to you. God is saying to us, hey, we're building this place together. Now who will follow, Catherine and my example, or God's example, to 
give offerings to the Lord. Then the family leaders, they had all these leaders, all these different section leaders and stuff. The leaders of the tribes of Israel, the generals, the captains of the army, the king's administrative officials, all gave willingly. Everybody say willingly. 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 For the construction of the temple, and they gave 100 tons of gold, 10,000 coins, 10,000 silver, bronze. They also contributed numerous precious stones, deposited treasure in the house of the Lord. A lot of money, right? The people rejoiced over the offerings, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. And David was filled with joy. Now, I'll tell you how you can make me happy today. <laughs> how you can make me happy is gave a lot of money. But I don't want you to give it out of a, out of a poverty mentality or out of a, out of a I'm going to do this thing, called the church. I always talk about money. I knew it, you know. No, it's not about this. You don't have to give a cent. I don't want you to send. If you don't want to give it gladly, don't give anything. It's not going to be anointed by anything. There's no spirit anything in this whole thing. I want you to give because it is better to give than to receive. I want you to know because when you give, something's going to happen. I've got a lot of money in my hand here that Catherine and I are going to show way beyond what we can afford. But I'm going to do it because I'm going to believe God. I want to give more than last year, which I did which we are doing right now. And it's going to be hard for us. It's going to be sacrificial for us. But I'm going to make it happen. God's going to make it happen because my seed will overflow. Things will come back. I'll see throughout the year here, I'll see something will happen. Suddenly say, I knew it. I knew it. Some of you haven't got any seed. Ask God for a seed. I told you last time. Ask because he says in the Bible, he will give you a seed. He will give you something that you can offer to the Lord. And sometimes it can be sacrificial. Why not? Why can't we sacrifice? You sacrifice for your wife when you buy a very expensive $5,000 ring. Right? Or one person, maybe some five hundred old then. I mean, whatever you know. In a sense of we we offer, you know. I'm taking my kids to Hillsong in two, two weeks time. It costs a lot of money. For me personally, we pay for all the stuff. It's very difficult for us. But you know why we do this? Because we love it, and because we love our kids. Because we want our kids to be exposed to the best people in the world. I want to be roaming around with giants in this world because I want to make a difference in my world and in this world. That's why I'm doing it. And I sacrificial gift to the whole thing. That's hard. It's hard. Yes, it's also fun, but it's hard. But I'm going to say, I'm just going to do it. Some of you got to just do it by faith. Anyway, so David is very happy. This is what he says. Then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. Oh, Lord, this is what he prays. The Lord God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, oh, Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. What a great guy David was. Every, that's why God loved him so much. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you. Let's say it together. We adore you as, one, as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone, for you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand, and at your discretion people are made great and given strength. Come on, this is great, isn't it? I mean, I can make a prayer like this, you know. It's not finished. Here we go. Oh, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I? And who are my people that we could give anything to you? Because everything we have has come from you. And we give you only what you first gave us. Amen? Now, I'll tell you, you may not know this, but your job, your house, your wife is not yours. It really isn't yours. Everything is God's in our lives. And we are stewarding the beautiful gifts that God's given. Even your children are not yours. They're given to you, but they're not yours. Amen? We can steward the stuff that God has given us. It says here, he says that moment, look at it, David. He says, we are here for only a moment. Come on, guys, we only live here once. I only live here once. Visitors and strangers in the land of our ancestors were before you. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow, gone 
so soon without a trace. Now is time. One of the worst we had the prayer meeting, there was a clock going on. It's clicking. Sorry, ticking and clicking. Same time, ticking. It's time is now, guys. We live right now. Right now, God wants to manifest through our generation. There may be another generation after us. That's fine. And the one before us, so some have died already. That's fine. They've run their race. Now we are to run our race. And now we are in the game right now. Oh, Lord our God, even this material we've gathered to build a temple to honor you, holy name, comes from you. It all belongs to you. Let's say it together. It all belongs to you. I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. You know I've done all this with good motives. See how important good motives are for giving? And I have watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. I want us to come together to give to the Lord willingly and joyously with the right attitude, with a thankful heart for everything is given to us. Number one could be salvation. Lord, thank you for having saved me. Thank you, Lord, for everything you've given to me. You're so good to me. When I had nothing, you gave me everything. Not only that, Lord Jesus, Jesus, you came. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That God the Father would give his only son, God eternal, the great I am, the bread, the bread of life, the word of God, he became a man. And then he took the sin of the world to a grave. And then he rose victorious. The tomb is empty. The cross is empty. And he is alive in us. I mean, that should, that should, for one, make us very happy people and be so grateful to everything that God has for us and has given to us. Amen? Amen. I want you to stand for a moment. Can we just stand? In a moment, we're going to show you another video, the last video that uh, Alan made. And then we're going to have an offering. There's going to be offering baskets right here. You may see them. You're standing now, so you can't see them right here. And we're going to have this worship song. And then we're going to come to the front and we're going to deposit our seed, our offering to the Lord. Amen? In the olden days, in those days, they waved. They had wave offerings, all kinds of offerings. One of them was a wave offering. Isn't that cool? They just waved. You know, I love it. You know. We can wave if you want to. At least one of them. Come on, bless you, bro. You're waving. I'm waving. Come on. It's so good to have a wave offering. Father, we thank you. We thank you so much, Lord, that we are alive today. Father, thank you that we are in your house today. Thank you, Lord, that you are building your church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Thank you, Lord, you've given us so many great jobs, inheritance, houses, all this kind of stuff. You've blessed us, Lord. And you said that right at the beginning to Abraham that he will be blessed to be a blessing. Lord, we are not a blessing to be a blessing to ourselves. We want to be a blessing to the world because we are your ambassadors. We are Jesus with skin on. And so we thank you, Jesus, that you are with us, Lord. You are with us. You're empowering us. You're giving us. And Father, even today, we pray for a miracle offering. We pray for a miracle generosity. We pray for miracles to ha happen in this place in Jesus' name. And that through our lives, through our church, Lord, we will see such an increase of effect and fruitfulness and the harvest come as we are faithful in giving you what belongs to you anyway. But we will give to you because we're so grateful and we honor you and we bless your name. You are good, Lord. You are good, Lord. You are so good. You've been so good to me, and I'm so grateful for what you've given to me. Thank you, Lord, for my beautiful wife. Thank you for my beautiful children, Lord, and grandchildren to come, Lord, one day. And thank you for that, Lord. By faith, by faith, I see them already, Lord, by faith. I see all my kids married, Lord, by faith, the right partner, the right thing, everything, Lord, in Jesus' name. And you say the same thing in your life. But, Lord, it's, uh, the kids are a blessing from the Lord. And so I thank you, Lord, how much you've blessed us. Lord, I thank you for our jobs, Lord. It's so amazing. Father, I know several people who had raises in this, in this time and new jobs. And 
Father, thank you. I pray right now for people who haven't got a job. In Jesus' name, I was released right now from heaven because you say that you provide everything for us from your glorious riches in heaven. And so we pull down right now from heaven what we need because you said when you put your kingdom first and righteousness first that you will provide every need for us. And so we ask you right now to provide every need as we put you first, King Jesus. Even right now, some of us are sowing sacrificially. We don't even know where the money is going to come from. But we know, Lord Jesus, that you are a miracle God. And with sowing and reaping, it goes 30, 60, 100 fold. Miracles happen. Because that's your nature. Not one plus one is two, but one plus five, one is 5,000. That's your economy. And Father, we bless you for your economy to be at work here, even right now, in the name of Jesus. And we all said, Amen. Amen.